Blast ye land lovers, this here be the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be an unofficial podcast dedicated to the hit ABC TV show, Once Upon a Time. This be the first thoughts episode where we give our first thoughts of the amazing Once Upon a Time episode we just be a-watching. Well, I was watching with me good eye, so I'll do the best I can. And now we be sailing for Once Upon a Time treasure, so climb aboard. Here is our captain and first mate of the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Captain, permission to come aboard? Permission granted. As we observe a moment of silence for one of our own. That That is gone. Kind of a somber episode. A lot of interesting things, but <sighs> we lost Neil. Wow! So that was the that was the thing they told us about. Mm-hmm. So we kind of knew this was coming. We just didn't know it was him specifically. Yeah. Yep. So mm-hmm. we will try and keep ourselves together, but a uh, very emotional ending, especially that whole mm-hmm. ending sequence. There's a lot of really deep uh, emotional parts. Yeah. But um, we are here and we need to start going through this. My name is Jeff Roney and I'm joined by the lovely Colleen Roney. And also the first dog lady is here with us. She's she is sleeping asleep. on her little pillow she's down gonna, there. She's going to sleep there. And this is the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. Mm-hmm. And we're a married couple from Southern California. And a um, little bit of jostling the last week or so, but no no jostling or earthquakes today. Nope. So this is podcast number 213. So you can find the show notes and links about this episode at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash 213. The episode tonight was called Quiet Minds, Mm. and it's kind of hard to have a quiet mind after that episode. Mm -hmm. So let's let's go through my notes, and you can, of course, uh, chime chime in in whenever you like. Have your say. About things that you noticed. Yeah. Leroy loves bacon, turns out. Oh, yeah. Really, a lot. I mean, so much so, (laughs) they got to get there early and make his bacon so it's ready when they open the doors for him. Apparently. So it's not just a hard-boiled egg for Leroy. It's bacon. Yeah. He needs his chair. Mm -hmm. He needs his space. And he needs his bacon. Yeah, apparently. Wow. All right. uh, So... They were discussing uh, Rumpelstiltskin mm-hmm. in that uh, early scene, and Hook was saying that Neil knew how to get his father back, and so that was kind of how they were putting it all well, together. He mentioned that he thought he yes. knew. Mm-hmm. He figured there must be a way, and he was right, but Hook didn't... I don't think Hook knew exactly what... Oh, sure, sure. But right. yeah, he knew that Neil was going to at least try. He, yeah, he, he did say he mentioned it. Yeah. And uh, they also mentioned Gold's cabin. So these little kind of callbacks to things that we've we've known before, we've mm. seen before the the uh, 
Gold's Cabin where Mo French got the beat down mm-hmm. with the cane. Yep. And also the uh, Mary Margaret and David almost kiss there. Yes. Mm-hmm. And there was a third. I think that's where August confronted uh, Rumpelstiltskin. Might have been. Later on in I, season one. I'd have to pay attention. Fairly sure, but Pretty not. Pretty close. I'm if, not, if, yeah. Yeah, I'm not going to bet the farm on that. But uh, I knew that there was another instance that happened at that yeah, um, the the cabin. cabin that's located in a golf course next in to, Vancouver. Next to a golf course. Next to a golf yeah. course. Yeah. And um, we found it. It was really we cool. Did. We did. And it was near a fringe location episode. Okay, mm. I'll stop. Yeah. All right. So Regina asked why Zelina was working with Rumpelstiltskin. So she was kind of, everyone's saying, well, let's. You know, find out where where's Rumpelstiltskin? Is he alive? What's going on? And Regina's going, wait, I I have a question. Yeah, why was he there? And what was his part? In, right. You know, so I, why is he working with her? Right. <clears throat> or why right. is she working with him? And that's you know that's the interesting question. So Zelina tried to use the Dark One dagger to summon Rumpelstiltskin, yes. which did not work. Right. So that was one of the questions that we had was, is Rumpelstiltskin, or was, the Dark One? He so is. early in the episode, though, we did find out that the Dark One has broken free. Correct. From Rumpelstiltskin's body. Correct. So, well, no, no, no. Uh, he broke free from the 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 um the cage. Nope, nope. She tried to call him. Right. And she said the dark one has broken but free. She said the dark one has broken free from his cage. Basically, trust me. Okay. Trust me. It'll make sense. It'll make sense when we get to the end. I'm telling you, it has right. to do with the whole right. Neil Neil thing. Okay. It's the reason why she couldn't summon him is because of the two in one. Okay. Does that make sense? Well, 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 I had to think about this for a minute just right, now, and okay. it, I'm, I promise it will make more sense. He did not break free from his body, technically. Okay. I will be like Henry. Yes. Talking to Emma, I will trust you. Yes. You will tell me later. Yes. I promise I when we start talking about the you. whole thing, right. it will make sense. Because okay. it took me a minute, and I went, wait a second. And I, oh, okay, now I got it. And I, I think I've pieced it all together. So uh, so Belle in the town knew that Rumpel would come to her. And I think it was kind of interesting that Belle said, he'll come to me first. Right. And then everyone's kind of like, yeah, we we know that, you know, because they have this bond. Right. So Right. Uh, so Hook, the researcher, who knew yeah. that Hook... He was good at researching because he said, I will stay behind and I will guard her from any problems. And then, of course, they brought up the fact, well, you almost right. killed her twice. But you saw the reason why, you know, the reason why he decided to stay behind, right? Emma looked at him and basically yeah. telepathy, mental telepathy said, you need to stay with her yeah. because she knew that if Rumpel's on his way back and especially if he's broken free from his cage, which they knew he had, then Zelina would be coming or the Wicked Witch would be coming after Belle because again, if anybody knows Rumpel well enough, they would know she was right. coming. That's what hit, that's what the whole point was, was that the protectorate. That's It wasn't for research. It was specifically because Emma told him to stay back without even saying a I, word. And I know, and I know, hello, my, hello, mm-hmm. 
uh, others that are uh, Captain Swan fans. Yep. yep. Uh, I know that they're going to basically cover this very well, but yes. I'm just going to say I love the looks on his face mm-hmm. in that scene in Gold Shop. Mm-hmm. Just trying trying to convince her. It's like, wait a minute, you tried to kill me twice. Like, sorry. <laughs> you know, it's like <laughs> I'm sorry. I, yeah. <laughs> he so, tried anyway. to be contrite about it, but and he tried to pass it off like saying, "Look, you know, I had yeah, it was, it was extenuating, cer- extenuating yeah, circumstances, circumstances. Yeah. exactly because mm-hmm. he was trying to exact revenge, and that was the whole point. He was trying to. It wasn't you know, it wasn't anything personal. You shot her with a gun and and mm-hmm. threw her over the the line. Exactly. There. Yeah. So uh, sorry may or may not resolve being almost killed twice. He it tried, really but, it, yeah, but by the way, I think that's very funny is that Emma's response is, boy, you sure have a way with women, <laughs> right? <laughs> which is funny because actually he does, but just obviously not with words. Well, and, and what I love is, um, guys, it, it's, it's interesting when a guy is pursuing a woman and then <clears throat> she sees him. In a another situation, because you know when the charm is on you, mm-hmm. oh, you get weak and all this kind of stuff. But when the charm is pointed at somebody else, <clears throat> she was kind of given a play-by-play. It's like, boy, you got away with women, don't you? Wow, well, because he wasn't you know. being very charming at all. I that know, was the whole point. It was, was kind of funny. It, yeah, it was just he was being very. Yeah, yeah let's just move on. Yep. So uh, Bell. Loves Rumple, all mm-hmm. of him, mm-hmm. even the parts that belong to the darkness. Mm-hmm. And I just thought that was kind of interesting. It's a great line. And uh, that was a great line. Yeah. And because I think she believes that even though he may fall or stumble, <clears throat> he does have the ability to be good. And even well, Neil mentioned that. Because let's face facts who is perfect? No one. Remember in our wedding ceremony, the the pastor even said, now, I don't want this to come as a shock to either of you, but the other one's not perfect. Yes. And you pretended to be all surprised, which was hilarious and adorable. But, yeah, I, I'm not even close to being perfect. Not even close. Neither am I. Right. So that was the whole so, point right. is that I love the fact that she was will- she was able to admit that, yeah, even the stuff that's not that great – I still love that too yep. because it's it's all of him. Well, she really truly loves him. Yeah, and and I I misspoke. Bell said that he did overcome that dark part. Yes, he did. And Neil said it was hard for me to see beyond that. Right. So took him a little longer yes, to see beyond right. that. And for her, she was able to see it right away. And, and that was in the that was in the the missing year section, right? Right. The, which again to me was. Um, she looked amazing. She had she the did. very piratey, swashbuckly looking outfit yeah. going on in the hair and everything. I was like, next thing I expected to see was a big sword hanging off her hip. Yes, she looked uh, piratey. Mm-hmm. Her her hair was a little uncoiffed. It no, was, it was very it was, was very piratey hair. But anyway, yeah, it was a little bit like Crazy Claire on Lost, a little bit. But <laughs> no, not uh, even close. sort of, kind not of, even a little bit. All it right. was much better, much better right. style than Crazy Claire. Sorry, non Lost fans. We will move on. <laughs> so Neil mm-hmm. needs the dark part of Rumpelstiltskin yep. to get back the ones he loves. Now, I want to say this is that. The majority of his life, he has been e- against oh, magic. Majorly. And 
against anyone using magic, especially his father. Exactly. He wanted but, him to give it up. Right. Can you imagine if he had how this would have all gone down? Mm-hmm. Well, first of all, Emma and Henry wouldn't have happened. Well, maybe it would have, though, because they would have been in an enchanted forest. Can you imagine? Can you imagine if there was no curse? Can you imagine mm. how the story would have played itself out? Uh, I, I'm, I have trouble keeping up with what they've done. I, I know. Uh, yeah. I know. Yeah. But but bottom line is you're right. He he was totally against the whole magic thing. Didn't want to have anything to do with it, and wanted his father to just give it all up, be normal, go back to the way we were. Yep. All right. Uh, so Bell said that the swan necklace was born out of true love, mm-hmm. and I question this totem question mark hmm. heart totem question hmm. mark. Hmm. So interesting. We we may see more of that. We may not. We'll, right. we'll see. Right. So books are stronger than magic. Turns out that Belle would say that because yeah. Belle enjoys books. She does, and she has a knowledge lot of is books. power. Knowledge is power, and Rumpelstiltskin built that large estate or castle, if you will, the library for Belle. The library, okay. not the estate. Built the, the library. library for Belle for her. Okay. And it even had the spider web looking floor. Yeah. And we've seen weird looking spider web kind of floors. Regina had one. Yep. And that was also a similar pattern that was used in some of the uh, the windows uh, for the Star Destroyers in Star Wars. Mm-hmm. And that's what Lucas said. It was like and, a spider web. Yeah. And by so. the way, it is the floor pattern in the foyer of the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland. Ah. It's a spider web pattern on the floor. So yep. if you ever go, look down, there's a spider web pattern on the floor. And that's what's it's nice. Of, cool. Yeah. Disneyland, always look up, look down, mm-hmm. because you're always looking around, but there's always there's things always on the floor. everywhere ceiling, else. Yeah. So. The detail's amazing. I will move on. Uh, so <clears throat> they had books on history. Mm-hmm. Witchcraft. Yep. And hopefully one on the dark one, too. Yep. And we were introduced to a new fairy tale character who, in our minds, knew Belle pretty well. Uh, Lumiere. Lumiere. Right. Well, he's a Beauty and the Beast character. And I knew that yes. he was coming because mm-hmm. I saw the opening uh, title card had Lumiere in it. And I'm like, oh, Lumiere. Yes. And I follow a lot of Twitter people, so I saw he was coming long time before. Now, oh yes, yeah, I haven't checked Twitter in I know. a while. That's that's fine. <laughs> All right. Uh, so anyway, Lumiere said, "Allow me to introduce myself." And who said that before? Let me introduce myself. Well, interestingly enough, the Lumiere from the Disney movie actually said, "Allow me to introduce myself." Very good. So he said the, that. There was also another character in, in Once, Once Upon a Time, Time that said mm. that actually two weeks ago. Oh. Hmm. I can't think of who it was. Zelina. Oh, okay. And uh, also, that was a, uh, a line from uh, Sympathy for the Devil. Okay. Song by the Rolling Stones. Okay. And so my question was, can we trust him? Just based on that. Hmm. Interesting. If you repeat the same line from an evil character, I'm thinking, right. hmm, oh boy. And see, I didn't, I I didn't pick up on that, so that was good that you did. Now, what Belle I Belle did, didn't either. Well, which and right, which, I need to say that. Yeah, Belle didn't pick up on it either. That was one thing. And secondly, 
what did throw me and put a little bit of a red flag in my head was the fact that she didn't know him and she was there cleaning the whole house. Right. Oh, it's a very big estate. No, yep. that's a load of hooey is what mm-hmm. that is. So I was like, so, mm, something doesn't seem right here. So, and I, when I, when I watch the episode, I write questions down at that moment. I don't, you know, whatever. So I wrote, can we trust him? Lumiere. Nice. I also wrote, is it working for Zelina? Lumiere, is he working? Wow. Even though he says he's a humble servant of this castle. So I was, I did not trust him from the beginning. I thought something so, was fishy, but I wasn't mm, thinking he was working for Zelina. That didn't cross my mind at the beginning. I, I have to geek out a bit about the CGI, which I thought was fantastic. Mm-hmm. And I love the way that they really were showing off a bit. Mm-hmm. People have really taken George Lucas to task for using CGI. That he just shows off. And I'm not saying it's a bad thing, but they showed people walking around Lumiere, oh, yeah. moving the smoke, sure. and then you saw that it was flat, and then they rotated the camera around. So there was a lot of really interesting shots of this yeah. instead of just straightforward. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they, they, the CGI has really come a long way. In, yeah. in season one, there were a few times I, I wanted to mention that it didn't look that good, but right. it's really come a long way. Yeah. So, Definitely Hats off, uh, cheers to the uh, special CGI effects special yeah. effects guys yeah. and ladies. They're yeah. fantastic. Department. Work. Yes. And so the Lumiere means the light. Right. It's French for light. So revealing things. Mm-hmm. And Bell thought Neil was rumple when Neil was breaking into the shop. The shop. Right. And Which was interesting that he came in the side door and not the front door. That's another thing. So uh, just just to keep you informed, that's the first time somebody thought Neil was Rumple, Right. So I kind of had a clue for things early on. Well, and, and what's was, interesting is that that should have been a huge clue to us because mm-hmm. how did we know, how did Bay know about the side door? How would right, they have thought right. to come in the side door? Because mm-hmm. I don't think he's ever gone in the side door. I think he's always come in through the front door. So yeah. that it, was kind of an interesting little uh, thing that should have been a red flag if we'd, if we'd paid really close attention to that. I, I did kind yeah. of think to myself, why is he coming in the side door? And if Bell if Bell knew Rumple so well, she wouldn't have been that off. You yeah. know? You know what I mean? Right. Anyway. So Hook had the sword just in case Rumple was breaking in. It was kind of well, weird. In case at first, no, because you know what it was. That first minute he heard the the rustling and the yeah, movement. Right. The first thing I thought was Zelina is coming to get Belle. Yeah. She's coming after, her and we're gonna have a nice little fight here on our hands. And that's why I think again it was why Emma left Hook to protect Belle. But, but right, but Belle said Rumple's here. It's Rumple, right? So he drew his sword. I mean, well, saying. because you okay. never know what All you're right. going to get. But right. it, it, he, she thought it was Rumple. He didn't think it was Rumple. He didn't have any way to prove that it was him. In his mind, he's thinking to himself, you know, better safe than sorry. I'm sure, because you know that's a pirate thing. Emma is super mom. She is super. She's mom. super mom. She gets the best she can, which is a cinnamon bagel, nope, and sesame seed ses- bagel. 
yeah. this cocoa and sesame seed bagel. Yep. And then he opens the, the bag. He opens the bag and he goes, that's a bagel? Yeah, we're not yep. in Manhattan, kid. And honest little side note, I worked for a man who had lived in New York for years. And when we would go get bagels, he'd laugh and he'd go, yeah, these aren't bagels. Mm-hmm. I'm like, yes, they are. And he goes, no. And by the way, he goes, fruit inside of a bagel? Mm-mm. No, that's wrong. Yeah. Fruit does not belong in a bagel. Yeah. So, I... I have never been to New York. I would love to go one day, but I know that the the weather's for real and the food's for real, and yeah. we'll have to go someday. Yeah, we will have to plan a trip. And see Jimmy Fallon live or something. Yeah. I don't know. All right. So anyway, I was thinking Emma is super mom, so I wrote hero. Yep. So, which is interesting because that's how she at least one time explained Henry's father. Yeah. Was a hero. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll talk about that a little later as we go. Uh, Leroy is a father figure? Taking Henry fishing? Yeah, that was kind of funny. What the heck? Which, which Henry saw right through it, and he's like, yeah, yeah. you know what? I, something's going on. Clearly, you're trying to get rid of me here, so you can do whatever you need to do, but mm, I'm not buying it. But, you know, I'll go along with it. Yep. And uh, I loved how she said he's going with his buddies. Yeah. Which is kind of funny because you know it was probably the other dwarves. Yeah. The ones that are left anyway. Yeah, too bad they're not bowling. I know. I've heard tale that Team 7 goes bowling. Mm -hmm. Anyhow. All right. uh, So Henry doesn't believe Emma. Mm -hmm. He wants to know the truth or he wants to go home. So instead of kind of leaving Henry in the lurch another week, they're really in the writing starting to kind of put pressure. Yeah. On this situation. Yeah. So Emma's not getting off another week. Mm-mm. He's like saying, no, something's up. Mm-hmm. You got to tell me the truth. Yeah. So that was nice. And then we'll have another piece to that puzzle as as we go. Mm-hmm. So said so Neil said he was running around in the forest. And I put comma like Rumple. See, it all started to kind of. Right. Right. Already. Right. Early on. I was like, hmm, that's. That's fascinating. People yeah. thinking somebody's the same. And huh. and then Neil had a blister on his hand like Arnold Ernst Tote in Raiders of the Lost Ark. I don't right. know if you the remember crazy, that scene. The, I do remember that scene very well in the in the um, the bar in... Uh, Nepal. Yeah. Yep. Where Marion had the head of the, the staff. The capstone, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the capstone yeah. Head of the staff of Ra. Yeah. And and then it ended up in the fire, and he went and grabbed it and yeah. burned burned itself onto his hand. Yep, that was crazy. And so I believe that was that was a what I saw too. too. Ooh, yeah. that was kind of crazy, very very um, Indiana Jones like. So Neil used the daddy card to put pressure on Emma to tell Henry the truth. So now the the screws are being put to Emma sure. again. This is the sure. second thing. You know, well, sure. I'm his father. You need to tell him the truth. Right. So. Well, and yeah. let's face facts. If she's making these calls to not tell him because it would be easier and she's frustrated because, you know, she was frustrated because she wanted to, you know, be with him and she wanted to make sure he was safe and then he was happy, blah, blah, blah. Now, all of a sudden that he doesn't know who he is and what's going on and what's really happening, she's starting to think mm, maybe it's better that he doesn't know. Mm-hmm. You know, and and everyone else is going, wait a second. No, 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 no. You can't just, 
do this to him. You can't just leave us out of his life. I know he's happy, but you can't just do this. And I agree with them. She shouldn't be doing this to him. She needs to tell him. She needs to convince him. There, there was a, you know, a number of parts in the Neverland segment where things were not told. Like David didn't tell mm-hmm. Snow mm-hmm. about his injury. Right. Because he was going to worry her, right? So we've seen these things where it's not a lie. Um, it, it's leaving things out. Right. right. As Zelina actually said, sin of omission. Right. right. So, yeah, it's that whole thing of, well, I'm not lying, but I'm not telling you the whole truth. Well, in essence, you kind of are, though, by default. So, I mean, look, I, I get why Emma's doing what she's doing, I totally understand that. Sometimes you don't want your children to go through things. You want to protect them from something that could actually create more pain or more, you know, questions or even harm, you know, you know, emotional or whatever. But at the same time, she's depriving him of his family. Right, so, right. And they're not, I mean, if they were bad people, I could totally get why she'd want to keep them a secret, but they're not. So, I mean, it's just, yeah. That's just my take. This is a really, really different family, so yeah. Yeah, it's a very unusual family. Yeah, make it up as you go. Pretty much. Yeah. Uh, Pretty much. So, so there's a magical bookcase mm-hmm. with a magical book mm-hmm. and with a magical key mm-hmm. to a magical place. Vault. And I did want to mention this really fast, is that I, when I was a kid, I got a book called Heidi Holes. Mm-hmm. It was about hiding things, hmm. and you know when you're a, you know have a uh, have difficult youth growing up with you know different things going on. You you know kind of want things to yourself, and yeah. so it was interesting. I bought this book, and it was telling how to hide different things and and all that. And so one of them was get a book, glue all the pages together, and cut out a hole and put it in there, and people would never know. Right. So anyway, I saw that and I go, it's like that book. So, uh, all right. So, can we trust Lumiere? I wrote the question again. I said, I don't know something about this Lumiere. (laughs) The Vault of the Dark One, where the first Dark One was made. Mm -hmm. Is that true? Or, uh, you know, why? Uh, So anyway. Well, let's, let's think about this if that's the case then that would make sense that that's where he would end up right with his dagger because he killed himself so again he is still technically the dark one but he'd have to end up back at the beginning because when you kill the dark one you become it but if you kill yourself you are no longer alive quote unquote so how can you become the dark one you kind of end things when you go back to the beginning right we we still don't know where the shadow took the dagger by the way this, we, we still don't know that the answer to that question. Mm, and we don't, we don't know, know where, it, where no, Zelina we don't know where, went yeah. to go get it. She didn't get it. She did not get it at all. Rumble had it with him. But she had, she was using it. Correct. Shave you, him you, you, and you missed all the that. part. You missed the part. You missed the part. Do tell. When are we there yet? When Neil opens the, the vault, go we're ahead. not there yet. No. Okay. So do you want to know now or do you want to wait till we get to that point? I uh, Let's get to that point. Then, okay, let's get to that point. All right. All right. So the is Rumpel melded with the Dark One? That was one of my questions. 
Um, Lumiere. He will... is the dark one. Okay. So I, I I still don't know what happened with that whole daddy stabbing deal. What what was the repercussions of that? Okay. Where did he go? What remember happened? the rules of the dark one? If you have the dagger, you control the dark one. If you kill the dark one with the dagger, you become the dark one and take their powers. Okay. And take their place, right? Okay, so he has um, his daddy, Peter so Pan's power. He, no. no, 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 no. His daddy was not the dark one. He was the dark one. Right. So he killed himself. If you stab the dark one, you are the dar- dark one. But if you're already the dark one and you kill yourself, you're no longer alive. So therefore, you go back to the place where the dark one was born. Okay. The first dark one, the original, which is that vault. So think of it as like a purgatory kind of dark a place. Dark one uno. Okay. Dark one... Dark one point zero. Classic, yes. Okay? Mm-hmm. So you go there. So right. he that's why he was stuck in that vault. Okay. All right. Okay? So he killed himself, which means he killed the dark one. But because he already was the dark one, he couldn't assume the dark one's power because he was dead. Okay. So he did kill himself, essentially. But because he is the dark one, he ended up in the dark one vault, which means that he was kind of stuck in limbo. Okay. Purgatory, so to speak. And and he needed a and life the, which was Exactly. He needed to trade to the life. Get out. Right. Which was very because, much like the double sided candle thing which we've seen before. Correct. And which is also what happened with the dark one before him that he took. He killed that dark one. Right. And therefore he became the dark one. So in order to become the dark one, you have to take someone else's life. Okay. I, I think I got it, Did but I make my your brain is no well, a little bit. <laughs> And it's not that easy. No, it's not that hard to do that. And you've done that. So. Okay. I'm glad you're here to explain that because I, I would have. I promise trouble. that's the reality of it. Okay. No, I, <laughs> I trust you. See, like Henry. All right. Uh, so <clears throat> Lumiere will lead them if they promise that Rumpel will return him to his human form. Right. We'll leave first thing in the morning, Neil said, and that's the same thing that Emma said yep. to Henry. Yep. So it's very similar. So Zelina appears behind Lumiere. She is behind this. Yep. And so Zelina. Yeah. Yep. When she appeared, all of a sudden I went, oh, man. Yep. And the the candles were lighting again. And yep. so she follows the rules. Yeah. She has to light the candles. Right. That's the only way to make him appear. Neil, she called dumber than a box of hair. <laughs> and that reminded me of a line from Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Which right. is... You two are just dumber than a bag of hammers. There you go. I love that. I say that go. all the time. That's just dumber than a bag of hammers. I say that all the time. She was being mean to Neil. Well, she was being mean to Neil. But she called Neil dumber than a box of hair. Right, which, which is, is kind similar. of funny, but I still love Bag of Hammers better because it just, I don't know, it just has a longer, it's more drawn out. Box of Hair is pretty good, though. Uh, what about, yeah, and I wrote my question, what about Neil seeing the true self of people? See, her her superpower is kind of the same as Emma, although her superpower did kick in. It took a while. Who, Emma? Belle. Oh, Belle? It took a while. And yeah. she finally, oh, hey, wait a minute. <laughs> like. No, 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 because you know what? No, because she has to take everything at face value. And you have to understand, the prospect of getting back the one you love is going to cloud anything else. Right. And that's what happened. So her ability to see 
beyond the, you know, whatever the facade is of someone, was clouded by her love for Rumpel. The fact that she'd lost him and the prospect of getting him back, that was probably more than she could handle. Yeah, I did like her outfit in the, fan, mm-hmm. the fairy tale land. That was, it was a that was lovely nice. outfit. All right, uh, so Snow said to Zelina, whoa, you got here fast. And I wrote, fly in a broom much? <laughs> I, I was thinking, down. considering she can kind of down. pop in and out and fly mm-hmm. herself on a broom pretty quickly, I'm pretty sure, yeah. yeah, she was not that far away. And I don't know what Andana Orange Juice is all about. A-N-D-A-N-A. But they sure focused on that name. Andana, Andana. A-N-D-A-N-A. A-N-D-A-N-A, Orange Juice. So. I thought maybe it was an anagram. Isn't that that thing where the switch around the letters yeah, and spell something? Yeah, that could be an anagram, or it could be initials for a... Dan. Okay, I'm getting silly. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Wow. <laughs> okay. I don't think that's what it is. But if you think about it, is orange juice. I don't know. There's something yeah. to it, I'm sure. Yeah. Something crazy. And I, Listen, I'm not a pregnant mother or a mother. Okay. I don't know what orange juice will do to make a child kick. I don't know. I haven't some, heard some, any of that. Some women have said that, and I again, I don't know from experience, but I do know from friends who have had babies that yeah, orange juice because the high um, sugar acidity concept, rate, oh, okay. uh, sugar, right. sugar typically right. will get your get your, and orange juice delivers it quicker. Then that's why diabetics right. drink orange that juice. That is, yep. So if you're low blood sugar, you drink you drink orange juice, and it will deliver the right mm-hmm. amount of sugar quickly to your bloodstream, which will then, of course, in you know, instigate the the child to to move around. And and I cannot confirm that what Zelina was saying was true, but I would imagine that it is actually the case because as babies, um, it gets closer to the due date. There's a lot less room for them to move around, and they tend yeah. to just kind of be like all cramped and don't feel like moving much okay they're far more active um earlier in the pregnancy but um yeah you have you do have to be very cautious about a child that's not moving much at all because that's that's also not good you want some movement you know especially towards the end but I will. I'm that's trusting my you a lot. I'm that's trusting my you a lot tonight. I know. I know. I know. I know. And again, I, I'm sorry. I don't have personal experience with this. I do, however, have a sister who has five children, and so I've kind of learned a few things over the years. Yeah. But again, I'm. I can't confirm that what she was saying was true. But it does. You know, I do know that at the end, there's a lot less. Room. You sound like you're on the Senate floor being asked. I cannot <laughs> confirm nor deny. That well, fact. Because you it's know okay. what? Because I, look, I, I'm speaking from my own knowledge. I, know. I, know. I don't want somebody to go, you're dumber than a bag of hammers because you don't know, blah, blah, blah. Because no. I, I mean, I'm not a nurse. I'm not a mother. I don't have the experience, but I do know what I know from what yes. I've been told. So anyway. All right. Zelina mentions the Wicked Witch. And, mm-hmm. you know, that's one of those interesting things that we've seen many times in murder mysteries oh, a yeah. lot where the person is so good that they think that they can hide in plain sight, walk around. Can I help you? And we've seen it in yeah. news stories. Oh, yeah. The people are looking for the person that kidnapped people or yeah. killed people. Yeah. And it's them. Yeah. You know, oh, oh we want to help find the person that did this, and it's them. Yeah. So the whole time. Yeah. Anyway. So, and also I was um, thinking that, 
everyone is out searching for Zelina, but Snow has her coming to her. I know. The person he left behind. I know. Is the perfect person to get her. Exactly. And she's just sitting there. I know. You know? I Coming know. in, you know? I know. With the little weird hat that yeah, looked like... Yeah, let's protect Belle, who's actually pretty pretty good on her feet and knows how to defend herself pretty well. Let's protect her right. with Hook. Let's, you know, send Henry over to Granny's, because we know Granny and her crossbow is going to be, you mm-hmm. know, formidable. Right. And let's just send everybody else out in the in the forest. And then Snow's by Snow's herself. Snow's by herself. With her tea. Hopefully washed all the night root off and all that. Well, all I don't right. think it was the same cut, but anyway. So... All right, uh, Jacob's touch. I thought of Zelina touching the baby mm-hmm. in Snow's belly. Yes. So was, I don't know. I was just touch. I don't know what Jacob's whatever. touch is. No, Jacob's touch in Lost when he touched oh, everybody. Oh, 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 okay. Yeah, for the non-Lost special... friends, you need to explain that. I okay. think. So Jacob was the kind of God character, protector. the good protector character. Yeah. And he went. To all these uh, candidates who were going to say, this is really bad, going to protect the island. And so he would touch them. And sometimes it was a healing touch or sometimes it was just kind of no comforting, comforting, but also kind of um, and and come back to the island and that kind of a thing. So it was moments where Jacob would touch people on the shoulder or something. Specifically to like, yeah. All right. uh, that was dumb. Uh, weren't <laughs> Robin's arrows always supposed to hit their target? I'm glad he didn't shoot Regina because that would have been a bad date. That would have really been the worst date in the world. Well, what'd you do? I shot. I shot Regina she, with she's an the arrow. Evil queen, you think she wow. would have been allowed herself to get shot with an arrow? Come on. No, but I'm just. I love that she caught it midair though. That oh, was sure. pretty dang dang cool. That was. That's the awesome. second thing. She caught another arrow too. Uh, that Granny uh, shot I've, in the uh, little uh, community room there. Probably, yeah. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> so anyhow, she she's known for that. But I was just kind of thinking that she's he made a point. like reflexes. Yes, absolutely. And a pretty cat at that. But Robin Hood made a point to say, my arrow will always hit its target. Right. Remember in right. her castle there? Sure. Yeah. So. Sure. Not always there, uh, Robin. No. Well, he was a little cocky. I think yes, he was. It. And I think under normal circumstances and against a regular average Joe foe, he probably is right. He will always hit his target. But against Regina, mm, no. No. Robin knows who Regina is. Yes. And they had a little discussion about that. And, yeah, that was and pretty he funny. he was saying that you, well, you're... Reputation. Your reputation forest. precedes you, and mm-hmm. everybody knows who you are. And so it's kind of. I love how you know. he kept calling her Your Majesty mm-hmm. or Highness or whatever. I think it was Majesty. And she said, I prefer Regina. I like that she was kind of starting the flirtation, which again mo- mimicked, uh, you know, pretty darn close the conversation they had in the lost year. Right. I, I guess that's the only thing we can call it is the lost year. And. And I know that Mai is uh, taking note of this, but Robin Hood actually did a uh, hand solo by calling her Your Highness. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, anyhow. Yeah. Oh, Star Wars fans, you just can't get rid of it. All nope. right. So, Robin and Regina are partners. 
She says, don't get in my way. And he said, I wouldn't dream of it. So it was just like it was a complete in mirror. fairy tale Yeah, land. exactly. And then, of course, she turned around and goes, have we met? Yes. Yeah. Which I thought was really funny because that tells me that she has the potential for remembering without whatever they need to do to get it back. So if that's the case, perhaps this will wear off. Because if she's saying, have we met? She's got a sixth sense about that. Is there a way for her to maybe you know figure out what's going on? I finally got a little bit of my 51st dates thing. Just a little bit. Because she was kind of, wait a minute. Mm-hmm. I, have we yeah. met before? Yeah. You know, the the, the, the fading of the, the deja forgetting. Vu. Yeah, the deja, deja vu. vu. Which was yeah. exactly like what Mary Margaret and Graham kept having. Well, what Graham said to Mary Margaret when he was trying to starting to remember who he was. Yeah. So I'm wondering, that's what I'm saying. He was able to figure it out. Mm-hmm. So... Maybe Regina will figure it out before everybody else does, and she'll know what happened in that year. <clears throat> yep. So Hook, the flirtation was really cute. It was very cute. Yes, indeed. And I think I wrote more of that. We'll see. Later. But yeah, that was a very uh, sensual, flirtatious scene. That was, that was wonderful. It was really nice. Yeah. Uh, Hook the candy striper <laughs> brings Neil the famous green jello in the hospital. <laughs> And I wrote, didn't Hook talk about the Jello before in season two in the hospital? I'm pretty sure. Oh, I don't recall. But I do recall him discussing something called baloney. Right. And that was (laughs) when he was incarcerated there. (laughs) But I'm I'm telling you, there was a scene, it was either a cut scene or something. Yeah. Where he had Jello. Green jello, and so I think that's the. But what's funny? What's even funnier is that you know when you think about it, you know we don't we take it for granted because we all know what green green jello is. But when you think about it, he would have no reason to know what green jello is. Mm -hmm. Green jello didn't exist in his in his previous right. He he said it had it probably has medicinal properties, like (laughs) which is funny because jello is really non-existent anyway. It's funny. And uh, and did it did it for even half a second remind you of Thanksgiving at all? Yeah, right. With the pineapple in it. Yeah. And the whipped cream. Yeah, well, it was no, it was straight green. No, I know it was, but I'm saying Thanksgiving usually the the green jello has pineapple and oh, whipped cream stuff yeah, in it. I love that green jello. Yes, yeah. I know. That's your favorite thing. I do. I love that. <laughs> uh and I I wrote two bows talking. Mm-hmm. But it was actually two bros as well. Hmm. Yeah, Because they true. were the bow of Emma, both of right, them. Right, right. But they were also actually bros. And I, I wrote, uh, Hook Remembers Bay the Boy. Mm-hmm. And I thought that was such a great scene. Oh. When he gave him a hug and he said, you know, it, it, it's been far too long. And yeah. he he remembered. Yeah. And he, it was it was a nice exchange. It was and a great exchange. It was a great unfortunate setup before the end i know and I know. i'm glad they had that moment i am because... too i am too and what was interesting though is at first i thought that hook was gonna somehow knock him out yeah so that he wouldn't leave but then i realized that no he was actually having a moment with him which i thought was really sweet yeah and hook see it makes me love hook even more i know i know but uh they had a great moment because i remember when they left his ship he was really his, heartbroken. When he left his ship? Yeah. Okay. When Bay left his ship. Yeah. He was heartbroken. Yes, he was. He, he wanted to take care of him. And, yeah, And And he make did. sure that he was safe. Yeah. So. He really wanted... I think that there was that 
slightly paternal instinct in well, in Killian. And plus, he trained him too. So yeah. you know, there's a lot of yeah. different things to yeah. it. But yeah. uh, he remembered it, and and yeah. it was nice that look, you know, love is wonderful, and Emma's wonderful, and all that. But for that moment, that smoke kind of blew away, and yeah. they just had that moment to yeah. just talk and kind of it, it was just the two relive of that that time mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and say you know i remember that and mm-hmm. and and you know i wanted to give you a hug i wanted to let you know you know i i remember and that, that was he still that was cares. great he yeah. still cares yeah. even though he's you know yeah. gonna fight for emma he still cares yeah so the bows and the bros mm-hmm yeah. All right, so Hook gave him 10 minutes. Yep. He said, just get out of here. I'll give you 10 minutes, and then I'm going to let him know. So Bell filled Neil in with the missing parts of Rumple, as far as what he missed right. and what he was like and all that kind of stuff. Yeah. And I thought that was that was neat. You know, Bell, you know, not only loves Rumple, but she's the – she carries this candle of he will return – everything's going to be okay and that's usually that's snow snow right. snow is the the poster child for hope yep. but bell sometimes fills in for that yeah and yeah, especially when it comes to rumple oh yeah and uh so it was nice they had that and uh, emma told uh charming that she wants to leave and i kind of figured that was just kind of a a thing to kind of get people stirred up because that was one of the um sneak peeks that oh, conversation. Yeah. yeah. And I just kind of figured that was, nah, it was just her talking. Well, I think it's, I think it's her again. Like I said earlier, she's trying to be protect her mom and say, I don't want him to have pain. I don't want him to be hurt. I don't want him to freak out over this stuff. It's easier. He's happy. You know, this other stuff caused so much pain, blah, 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 blah. It's her being protector mama bear. And that's, you know, that's fine and dandy, but Will she actually go through with it? Don't know. Rumple talked about the voices in his head, yes, and we'll he did. revisit that uh, later. And you know, again, it showed the uh, <clears throat> the depth of uh, Robert Carlyle's uh, acting chops. And, yeah, uh, yeah, he really he had room tonight. You know, because normally he's very kind of, especially his gold. He's very reserved, and mm-hmm. you don't tends to be. Yeah, it's a slow simmer. Well, Rumpelstiltskin is just out there. Yeah. He's just, he, can, he can go all over and anywhere he wants. Yeah, yeah. All right, uh, David, the flying monkey slayer. That was kind of interesting. <laughs> that was pretty cool. I thought for a minute that the monkey was going to change to human form to yeah. get uh, yeah. compassion Yeah. and maybe explain himself we don't know what herself. Happened. Don't yeah, know. we don't know what happened so, to the monkey. And the worst yeah. part is, what if it's one of the like dwarves or something? Right. That's what scared me. Yeah. I'm like, right. oh, don't kill it, but at the same time... Or Little John. Yeah, I mean, it could have been any of them. Or some other rapper. Just sorry. Uh, All right, uh, so Regina says, a good witch covers her tracks, but a better one can uncover them. Yep. And the uh, Robin called her the great and terrible evil queen. It's really not that evil. And I thought it was a nice exchange. And well, yeah, because he was checking out her backside. It certainly was. <laughs> and kind of reached around her, kind of leaning in, uh-huh. probably smelling her wonderful 
Right. Uh, perfume. It was and, a very, uh, that was great. very hot was a great moment. Scene. Very hot scene. But let's face facts. I mean, Regina or Lana clearly works out. She's got a nice back end. So, oh I mean, I, I'm not, you know, I'm just saying I can appreciate oh, someone who takes yes, good care of their, I, their physique. I, I'm, I'm verklempt that you would beat me to the, but I, yes. All right. There you go. Hey, you agree. I am perfectly comfortable in who she's I am. A, she's a fantastic looking woman the, and, and yeah. very talented and very nice. We had a moment, she and I. Yes. I said we were in watching her film, the yeah. scene from the doctor yeah. in the rain with Daniel over there. Yeah. And she got out of the car and it was very late. And she waved to us there, and I yelled. I said, "Thank you, thank yeah. you." And she said, "No, thank you." And I almost fainted. I said, "She's talking to me." She is. She answered my thank she you. She did. She totally wow. did. And then she turned and walked her backside to her car and yes. left. Yes. So there you go. That's my Lana Faria story. Hi, yes. Lana. I don't think she. Do you think she lives in the podcast? Maybe. Hi, Never Lana. Know. You have a great front side, too. I better keep going. Okay, now. let's move on. All right. Uh, so <laughs> the whole Robin the, and Regina the, the, scene. Yes, they got me all. She said, fear is an effective tool. And yeah. I wrote, after last week, we know that. So mm-hmm. it was interesting that she brought that up again. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And they talked about whiskey. It could almost cover for the three gifts that uh, Oz was giving out. Because mm-hmm. it said that uh, whiskey isn't magical, but it can conjure courage. Yep. Give strength. Yep. Uh, not necessarily brain power, but strength. Uh, right. Or even act as a love potion of right. sorts. Right. But she says, not the day after. And then he went, ah. So he knew it was drink, but he wasn't yeah. sure what it was. Because they didn't drink whiskey back then. Yeah. They drank mead. And so and ale. Robin. Ale. Yep. Even when they felt hell. All right. uh, So he said, we've earned a drink. And so she was kind of, and I love, there's something about the coy female part of the conversation in the kind of the setup. You know, he's pulling the drink glasses down and she goes, oh, we're having a drink. It was just. So, well, because he leaned in like he was going to kiss her. And I'm right. like, oh, do it, do it, do it. Kiss her, kiss her, kiss her. Yeah. He didn't do it. No. I was like, oh, man, that's but just that's tantalizing. Even better. That's oh, even better. Oh, my gosh. The, 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 yeah. The I almost. Can't, I can't oh, tell you how many boy. times Come in my now. past Come on when I dated boys mm-hmm. before you, long before you, right. where if they got even close and looked like they were about to, and then they didn't, I was like, all, do it, do it, do it. Yeah. And then they never did. And then I had to be the one, or then they it just never happened. Yeah. And by boys, you mean guys. So Well, I yeah. was a young teenager myself, and okay. I'm not talking about... All right. Let's I'm talking about age-appropriate. Hello? Yes. yes. All right. Teenager, I'm, just, I'm afraid 20s. that someone's going to edit down our, our podcast oh, yeah. and say... So- what did she say? Yeah, no, I, I no, I uh, yeah. All right, uh, so age appropriate always. Yes. So I wrote this scene is more sensual than the David Regina scene for sure. Oh yeah, we then, said this is David Regina scene on ten. Yes, because that was, was pretty like whoa, and then this was like 
even hotter than that. It was you much, know, and, it was a much, and much better scene. If you if you hooked up a seismic meter mm-hmm. to her her side of the conversation after that, mm-hmm. it would have just went off the charts because mm-hmm. she you could feel it through the TV screen. Mm-hmm. She man, anyway, it's great, great stuff. Uh, all right, so we did see the lion tattoo. Yes, and I knew that was coming because he pulled up his sleeves. Yeah. I'm like, oh, she's going to see it. Yeah. She's going to realize. And then they did the flashback, and that was awesome. And so Tink said the guy with the lion tattoo, which is different than the girl with the dragon tattoo. It's probably Very another different. movie. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, but then Regina was trapped in the fear that she said was hmm. so she was talking about fear and then she was caught with fear and she yeah. ran out she ran out yep. that was i was like no 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 she no, said no, fear no. is an effective tool right and the tool was unleashed upon her when she yeah. saw the yeah. tattoo yeah okay and i was like no 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 oh anyway so emma thought it was gold in the forest but it was neil right i said another mistaken identity scene so i was kind of right. figuring Right. All right. Uh, so, but not really. Right. So Lumiere, they lit him up at that area in mm-hmm, the clearing. Mm-hmm. Yes. And he said, well, you found it. And I wrote, I thought he was supposed to lead them to it. He's not a very good no, leader. No, he told them where it was. Right. And then they blew his flames out so that they didn't have yeah. to listen to him or whatever. I don't know. <laughs> You're going the wrong way. Why are you going this way? No, uh, it's like a but- bad GPS in French. That's funny. That's a funny joke. <laughs> yes. Brad, are you listening to me? That's a funny joke. <laughs> Turn left. No, you're the left. Oh. You are stupid. Oh. No, don't blow my candle out. Okay. Anyway, um, back, back to the whole show thing. No, he <laughs> told them where to go, and then he, then they lit his flames to make sure they were in the right spot. So 200 years, I don't know why they picked that, but... He picked that because he'd been turned that way for a long no, time. No, the and script. He, when they wrote the script, 200. Because that seems like a really long time, yeah. right? And that would be a big fat, you know, clue for Belle. So 200 years, he's lying. Finally, Belle wakes up. Yep. So that's what I wrote. Right, because she got the she got something that, you know, again, she pays attention to to think attentions she pays attention to things and that was the one thing that she knew because that library meant everything to her so rumple isn't the dark one anymore no he that's is what i wrote okay I, that's what i wrote right he's the king of loopholes that's what uh, i wrote right. down so then it i i wrote uh, neil's hero's journey don't make the same mistake your father made and I said, another tree cave and test for Neil. Mm. So going into that section. Yes. Okay. So what I talked about earlier, <clears throat> now is the time to discuss this. Okay. Okay. I, I, didn't we already? No, we didn't fully finish My it. My brain Oh, gosh, no. This is why I want to okay, right. shed some light. I'm going to be... Shed doing- light. I won't do it with a French. Away. I won't. I won't do it with a French accent, though. But no. this is my time to be Lumiere for you. All okay. Right. All right. So, Rumpel killed himself with the Dark One dagger. Mm-hmm. He kind of canceled it out because that put him into that limbo purgatory All vault right. thing, right? Okay. 
So he's down there with all the other... Because once you kill the dark one, they got to go somewhere. They probably all go into that vault. So the guy with the goofy teeth and the that, half-shaven face is right. down there? Okay. Possibly. Right. I would imagine his soul or whatever is down there, okay. right? Okay, so he comes up from the goo, the black goo, right? and it forms him. And I'm like, oh, yay, it's Rumple. He looks amazing. Oh, I loved it. It was, But it was creepy goo. Then he comes over and he sees Bay. Mm-hmm. At this point, who is, by the way, starting to die. Right. Right? Because... It needs a body. Exactly. Or a life. A to, life for a life. You yes, ha- In order right. to pull one out of the grave, you got to put one in there. Okay. Right? Right. So now there's that whole exchange. Okay. Okay? But what happened? What happened next? What part happened next? Zelina showed up. Right. Rumple had the dagger in one hand and he wrapped his arm around Bay. Right. And he told Belle to get out of there. And she took Lumiere and ran off. Right. So he was faced with Zelina by himself and his dying son. The only way to save his son was to absorb his son into his own body. Okay. So when she was able to pull the dagger away, he had that electrified, you know, whatever going on. Right. And Neil, Neil disappeared. Because he was inside his head. Yes. That was the only way to keep him alive was in his head. Okay. However, because they were holding on to each other, their bodies kind of fused. So meld together. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So okay. he, they became, the two of them became, it was, it was like right. they I, melted into one person. I, 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 okay. I got that part. So, because, yeah, so, yeah, so, yeah. so, right. so, so, so when Neil was breaking into Gold's shop, it was Neil's body. It was his form, but it was Rumple that was doing the breaking in because okay. Rumple's in his head, mm-hmm. right? Right. Rumple's in his head. He's in Rumple's head. They're in each other's body, so to speak. Right. They're sharing a body, but they have the ability to look like the other one somehow. So I. That's what I'm saying. That's why I think he was they able to break out back and forth. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Right. That's why. That's what we he, saw a little exactly. bit. Exactly. Yeah. So when she said the dark one broke free, that's why she couldn't summon him with the knife because it was Neil that was in front. Okay. So Neil was the front front right. face. That's why she couldn't summon because the dark one was in the head. Okay. Does that make sense? Right. Yeah, sort of. Yeah. So okay. when the Neil body was going on, it was Neil taking charge of everything and Rumpel was in the head. When he became Rumpel, Neil was in the head. Do you see what I'm saying? So whoever one was the one that was showing is not the one that was in the head. That's why there was no room because they're switching back and forth, which is crazy. Freaky, freaky, crazy. Freaky Friday kind of stuff. Yeah. But bottom line is, is it's one body that has the ability to change appearance. And that's how they were able to get out because Neil wanted to get out to save his family. Maybe he heard Emma's voice up top. Mm -hmm. And that's what happened is that he broke... Rumple out. Adam and Eddie, you need to call in this podcast and leave a voicemail message <laughs> and kind of say, yeah, you're right on. Yeah, that's, I'm that's pretty exactly sure that it. we're going to find out that's exactly what happened. So that's what I'm saying. So when, when Emma separated the two of them, then she ended up having, she ended up 
pulling out both bodies. Right, right. Yeah. And that's why Rumple was no longer crazy because he I, didn't have to fight with Neil in his head. So Neil was alive because he was in Rumple's head. Rumple's head, body, whatever. Right, exactly. And then once they split, that's when he died. Exactly. Okay. So that's the only way he was able. And again, the whole point was that she didn't, he didn't want her, he was very likely going to try and figure out a way to do it. So when Zelina took the knife, she then controlled the dark one. Right. She controlled the dark one, not Neil. Neil's okay. not the dark one. Right. So the right. knife doesn't right. work on the dark one. Okay. I mean, the knife only works on the dark one. Yeah. And when it was Neil, it was not the dark one. Okay. Um, I think we're going to have like a tutorial class on this and we'll. <laughs> right. We'll, we'll so that's who broke out. Of, that's I, who broke out. Just, yeah. So, so okay. that's what I'm saying. That is who broke out of the jail cell. The locks were broken. All right. So it was Neil that broke out because Neil was not stuck in the, in the cage. Fair enough. Fair so enough. Neil is the one who broke out and ran through the forest and stumbled into, you know, gold shop. Because it was really Neil trying to get back to figure out a way to, I don't know, get to his family. Yeah, I, I and think. either yeah. did or did not realize that Rumple was in his head. Don't know if he realized it or not. But when Rumple was there, Rumple knew there was something else in there. But he, I don't think, I think it made him so crazy because there's no room for that. Right. All right. Plus, how many other dark ones are in his head? I don't know. Because again, he was down in the dark one vault. So if he heard all the voices in his head. All the voices in his head. Right. He said, "What did he say? What did he say last week?" Be gone when I was when he was dead. All the voices in my head right. will be stopped when I am dead. Right. Again, Neil had to die. Yes. Unfortunately, yes. So, are we caught up now? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it was weird and wild. It's okay. a very wild ride. So the. Uh, I just wrote uh, single moms and the father back in their life. It's always mm-hmm. tough mm-hmm. because, you know, the father kind of exerting control well, and that kind of a thing. Are you talking? So, are you about, are I'm you just, talking no, no, no. Yeah, no oh. I, well, I was just, I, I, let, me, let me, I'm almost there. But let me, because I wrote notes in different places. Okay. So no, I was thinking kind of, in terms of the Neil's dying. Scene. No, 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 not okay, yet. Okay, we're not there. Not yet. Okay, I just want to make sure we're not there yet. Nope, not yet. Uh the Zelina had a little bit of nanny and the professor kind of a garb on a little bit, except for the the horse riding hat. Yeah, she didn't have a horse rider hat, but no. she had the shawl like nanny the and cape. the professor the, the cape. cape there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, okay, so um, and for those kids that are a little young to know what nanny the professor is, go look it up. Phoebe Figalilli. Yeah, Thank it's you. a great great show from the sixties. Phoebe Figalilli. All right. Phoebe Figalilli is a silly name. Yes, it is. There you go. All right. So Neil is marked. I just right. wrote that down. Right. Because he, he it was marked because he, he was the one who did the opening and turning and making the dark ones. The dark ones up here. Yep. So uh, Neil said... Because Emma told Neil the truth about Walsh and the flying monkey, and then he kind of re- returned it back to her and said, well, I almost married the minion of my father, Peter Pan. So I thought that was kind of funny. <laughs> I missed that line, but yeah, that's a great yeah. one. Uh, Neil's mark was the talisman, and that's how Belle basically cracked the case with right. her books. Right. And Emma texted that picture 
of his hand to Bell. Yeah. So they're all on iPhones now or some type sure. of smartphone device. Sure. sure. All right. So one in exchange for life. We're talking about the dark one. And right. then the price. I wrote the price. Right. So that's the price And Rumpel was mad at her. Rumpel was mad at her and said, you didn't tell him the price. Mm-hmm. Which, again, Neil should have actually thought about that. And, and he, he forged ahead anyway. And Lumiere actually tried to warn him. So that whole that whole thing, uh, you know, that was kind of interesting that Neil, of all people, should have known. There's always a price with magic. Yeah. The the two bodies in the same body reminded me of Peter Pan. A little bit, That yeah. whole idea. So yeah. we've seen that before. Yeah. yeah. Then they talked about separating the two. And then uh, Neil told Emma to use your magic. Right. We haven't seen her do that much. No. But, you know, based on, you know, her love for Neil. Yeah. And, you know, she knew that it was the best thing. She probably knew what would happen. Well. And it wasn't. Yeah. It was dangerous. but Absolutely. Anyhow. But she knew in order to save everyone yeah. else, her parents and everything else, and the town and possibly her own son, you know, she, she did that. And and let's also not forget that back in the, on Neverland, in the Echo Cave, she actually admitted she wished he had died instead. Yeah. yeah. So unfortunately, she's got her wish. Unfortunately. It would be better uh, so. if you had died. And that, and that to me, that was really, mm, it was very honest, very brutal. But that was, you know, he made a sacrifice. I love that. The, the, yeah, di- the dying right. scene. Mm-hmm. Uh, Between Neil gosh. and, uh, and Rumpel. Rumpel. You know, he, he said, you taught me about sacrifice. Mm-hmm. And, you know, Rumpel still wanted to save him. And he said, it's too late, Neil. Yeah. Let me go. Let, let me, me go. go. Oh, my yeah. God. Yeah, yeah that was so. very, very gut-wrenching. Well, and I love the fact that before that, as they were walking through, Bell made the comment to, you know, they were talking about the fact that, you know, he he let me, you know, go through the whole, you know, portal. And she goes, he regretted that. Yeah. yeah. He did everything he could to get you back. So, I mean, I think that that was a huge thing for for Neil to hear from someone who knew you know, Rumpel as well as Belle does. And knowing that she wasn't saying it for any, like she didn't have any ulterior motive for saying that other than just, you need to know that your father loved you and deeply regretted that with every fiber Mm -hmm. of his being, you know, I think that, that, and you can see Neil was like, okay, okay. That's what he needed to hear that. I think he really needed to hear that. So, but that whole, the, you know, the scene between him and, and Rumpel, that was just, oh, gut wrenching. And of course, Emma, I mean, her crying was, it was very sad. It wasn't quite the same as some other times I've seen her cry, but it was very, very, very sad. Very sad. Zelina is revealed. So oh, the cat yeah. is out of the bag. Yeah. And, you know, there's a famous. Beatles song. She came in through the bathroom window, so mm. Zelina went out through the bathroom Which window. Which is a very common thing. I mean, mm. let's face facts. It's a very common exit strategy for a lot of people in a lot of different movies and TV shows. Brides have gone out bathroom windows when they don't want to actually go through at the wedding ceremony. People yeah. have escaped from, you know, bad guys through the bathroom window. It's very, very common. 
Yeah, Big Bang Theory, the mm-hmm. gal that uh, was on a date with uh, oh, with Raj, yeah, Raj, and, and yeah, but Lucy. she she went through the window but couldn't get out, and so she yeah, had she was to trapped. text him. <laughs> that was pretty, pretty funny. funny. That was very funny. All right, so then there's this small little Zelina versus Rumple battle, oh, dude. and then Zelina mentioned Rumple's brain. So uh-huh. again, throwing it out there, courage, brain. Scarecrow. And then the next one is the heart is the heart, or we may have to wait. And here's where I'm thinking now. I know we talked about the fact that hook could be the heart, you know, where I think the heart is. And I think it was actually mentioned. um, Maybe one of our listeners mentioned Mm -hmm. this um, snow's baby. Sure. And and that was, that was kind of early on the, Mm -hmm. um, the radar as far as the heart is, is snow's baby. Uh, Also, it could be Henry. Well, Henry's involved somehow. Henry, so. possibly, but I'm I'm th- I'm inclined more. The more I think about it, I'm inclined to think it is Snow's baby. And here's the other reason why she made the comment at, when she first got to the uh, you know the apartment, and Snow made the the uh, reference to the fact that she got there so quickly. She's like, "Are you kidding me? You sounded very desperate." And she's like, "Don't worry, you're not going to have this baby without me." Right. Right. Sure. I went, oh, huh. Clearly, this child's very important to you. Hmm. I don't think it's the brains, so I'm going with heart. So we saw a very, very nice scene with Regina <clears throat> watching Robin interact with Roland yeah. and his merry men and kind of a glimpse of uh, the life she could have. Yeah, you and can I see that. I think she's toying with it in her mind. Well, you can see that, yeah. that that's, a, that's a very tough thing and a very vulnerable moment for her mm-hmm. to have to sit there and think, Okay, Tinkerbell was not wrong. Right. Could this be an op- opportunity for love? And if so, you know, could she get her happy ending with Robin Hood and his little boy? And and if she can't have Henry right now, which she can't, you know, is this going to be a nice little replacement? In, in a, yeah. And I don't want to say replacement. Oh, I don't want people getting mad at me. What I'm saying is, clearly, she has a hole in her she heart. She has an opportunity. She does. There. She has a hole in her heart where Henry is. It's a Henry, you know, right. where the fact that he doesn't know who she is right now is leaving a very big hole in her heart that she can't be with him. Right. And I know that she will still love him no matter what. But is it possible that she sees this as a way to fill that hole until Henry can, you know, find out who she is and... and maybe be reunited with her because let's also look at this. The reality is is that let's say Henry gets his memories back. He's got a split time between the two. She can't have him hold, you know, full time. She's got to share him with Emma. You know, I think, you know, having another child will just fill up that whole space that she has where she wants that. Regina is a little like Hook in that she loves someone Mm -hmm. and they were gone. Yeah. And so her her love has been kind of set aside. Yeah. And so I think that this this opportunity is there and she's really kind of thinking about it. So it's really interesting to watch. It was yeah. a slow motion type of a thing. And anyway, it was um, a nice scene for that. It was a that. very sweet scene. And then, like I said, I do believe that she is very seriously considering the possibility because, I mean, she gets the whole package. With Robin, right. she can have, you know, a wonderful love that 
she hasn't known before. She could have Roland grow up to look at her as a mother right. because he doesn't have one and he, she doesn't have to share him with anybody. So, I mean, I think there's that whole other than Robin, but I think that there's that whole, this is a very appealing picture for her because as much as she loves Henry and always will love Henry, she knows she's going to have to share Henry. Yep. So I think there's a very definite, you know, she's, I think you're right though. I think she's afraid of this. I think she's, you know, concerned that it can't be this easy. It can't be that, you know, wonderful. Maybe maybe that's what's going on with her. But she had a very definite, you know, you could see that she's fighting herself to want this and then, mm-hmm. you know, not pursue it. Do I pursue it? Do I not? You know. That's tough. It's, it's going to be an interesting way that they're going to deal with this. So we did get a God's eye view shot uh, a la Hitchcock when Snow comes into uh, Gold Shop to tell mm-hmm. Belle. Yeah. Uh, that Neil's gone. Yeah. And uh, we st- we did see the camera kind of move past the bike. So it's always there. Mm. And then we do see the conversation with Emma and Henry yeah. about his father. And so that was, you know, they and they went back to the lake where uh, Regina and Henry were. Right. So it's, just, it's somewhere where these uh, really deep conversations are and yeah um but there was also a shot too uh, right before that where um neil's body is in the forest and the camera shot and there was a really weird angle Mm -hmm. and i didn't know what it meant and i thought for sure neil's eyes were going to open up yeah and he was going to actually be alive still but not be neil neil and so uh, that'll be interesting to see what happens there. I don't know why that, but that mm-hmm. to me stuck in the back of my head as we need to pay attention to that. Cause somehow that's going to come back. I think maybe not, but it was very interesting camera angle. So Emma said, I found him, Neil, mm-hmm. Henry's father. Yeah. But I was too late. Mm. And then she said, Neil was a hero, which yeah. ties in with that story that we heard back in season one. Yeah. That your father was a hero. He's a firefighter and this and mm-hmm. that. So now yeah. it's really all come full circle. Right. And it, now it's true and not yeah. a made up story. Yep. So quiet minds, just a roller coaster of emotion and a mm-hmm. lot of different things mm-hmm. going on. And that's what we think. Those are our first yeah. thoughts. Yeah. So we want to know what you think. So we are on Facebook, we're on Twitter. And our website is onceuponatimepodcast.com. And we also have a voicemail line that you can use and all that information you can find on the website. So now we want to know what you think. What, what did you feel? What, what did you notice? Mm-hmm. And uh, we certainly don't notice everything. So if you send us your email, you may hear it read mm-hmm. uh, on the show. And if you call in, you may hear your voice on our main show coming. Yeah. Uh, we normally record on Saturdays, so that's normal. normally when we record. Mm-hmm. So uh, the one last thing I did want to say before we say goodbye is please take our hobby survey. We want you to tell us what your hobbies are, what website that you visit about your hobby, where do you shop about your hobby, and if you listen to any podcast about your hobby. 
We've already got some very interesting hobbies uh, from other listeners, and we don't need your name. We don't need your um, email address, but please go and fill that out. And it's at onceuponatimepodcast.com slash hobby survey, all one word at the end there. So please do that for us. Uh, we would also ask if you do any Amazon shopping that you would visit our shop at store.onceuponatimepodcast.com. And if you have not rated our show or reviewed our show on iTunes, please do. And we would appreciate that. And it's itunes.onceuponatimepodcast.com. So anything else? No, I think that pretty much covers it. It was oh, a very jam-packed it, episode tonight. It, it was, and we had a little bit of fun, but a lot of really kind of somber, mm-hmm. sad moments. Mm-hmm. So that's it. I want to thank all of you for listening to this show, however you got here. And we're really trying to kind of branch out and let more folks know about this show, so uh, this podcast. So if you're a new listener, thank you so much for listening. Yeah. And spread the word. Tell other folks that you know that are interested in Once Upon a Time and send them our way. We really appreciate that. I want to send big love out to everybody and have a great week. Take care. And if you're having a tough time, we hope that it doesn't last. And with that... We will end this show a little bit long, but it was chock full of Mm -hmm. good stuff. So take care, guys, and we will talk soon. See ya. Bye. Bye. Do you experience bouts of geekdom? If so, Anomaly may be right for you. In clinical studies, Anomaly's convention reports, cosplay topics, and commentary on Star Wars, Doctor Who, Star Trek, and other sci-fi fantasy genres provided a feeling of fullness while promoting optimal geekiness. Anomaly is available over-the-counter at Stitcher and in the iTunes, Zune, and BlackBerry stores. Learn more at AnomalyPodcast.com. That's A-N-O-M-A-L-Y Podcast.com. Anomaly. Your prescription for geek entertainment. Well, mates, thank you for joining us for the Once Upon a Time fan podcast. This be a Roni's own media production. We want to hear from you. Our website be onceuponatimepodcast.com. Our email be feedback at onceuponatimepodcast.com Our voicemail line be 657-333-0626 So let us know what you thought of tonight's episode and keep a ruddy eye for our main show coming in a few days So tell other oncers that this be the place to be Until we sail again Big love to you all and we'll see you later with me, good eye, of course.